0: Breaking a story is gross. It's gross, sweaty work, and it's only fun if it's going well. And it's only going well about 5% of the time. As a result, a lot of cool story ideas get left unmade. But with the Story Clock Workbook, you can break open your story ideas to quickly find an organic narrative structure, mining your ideas, resources, and inspiration for every last ounce of potential. Whether you're looking to write a screenplay, novel, sermon, wedding toast, ransom note, even a podcast ad, the Story Clock Workbook can help you get your story ideas out of your head alive. Learn more about how you can make writing less gross at plotdevices.co and get 20% off your first order by using the code GAMESHOW at checkout.
1: Yeah, it's a movie about like, hey, these people are dogs now, but really it's a movie like, hey, you know, like this part of your life is scary. Like you got to like, it's no longer small decision time. You know what I mean? Like, this is like rest of your life stuff. We are
0: definitely pulling that quote for our Instagram share with the transition. Of, I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, sure, it's a movie about people who turn into dogs. But also, <laughs> it's just such a good lead. Hey, everyone. I'm Ryan. And I'm Seth. And that's <laughs> let's ask who the guy mowing the lawn outside my, my window is. What's your name, sir? He can't hear me because he's mowing loudly. Uh, Luckily, I can't hear him,
2: Seth. uh, Oh, so I sound like a crazy person. Well, then I'm (laughs) Seth. (laughs) And welcome to the Writer's Room Game Show. It's the podcast where every week we generate an original feature film idea from scratch in under 60 minutes. Working from a set of random prompts given to us by a big Hollywood studio in the form of an iPhone shortcut. So it's not really in a big Hollywood studio, is it, Seth?
0: Sure it is. At the beginning of every episode, the studio assigns us, the contestants, a new project consisting of four components. The genre, the tone, the target audience, and a studio mandate. What's a studio mandate, you ask? Well, maybe Meryl Streep is attached to play multiple roles, so we must write it uh, as such. Or maybe every character has to be fruits and vegetables, because a fruits and vegetable lobby is... I'm not sure why. I didn't really think that one through, but whatever it is, it's our job to make it work.
2: With our assignment in hand, we now have exactly one hour to develop a feature film idea that fits the assigned criteria. But that's not all. There'll also be roadblocks along the way. 30 minutes into the episode, we'll receive a wildcard mandate from the studio, giving us yet another creative problem to solve.
0: At the end of the episode, we're forced to focus group with one of our talented filmmaker friends. We pitch our finished idea to the listener and ask them actual focus group questions, like how likely are you to see this movie or how likely are you to recommend this movie to a friend?
2: And of course, they'll simply answer yes and cheer and applaud in their car on their way to work. And uh, that's about it. You excited,
0: Seth? We're good. We got another one. peasy. I am excited. So this is not our first one recording, but it might be our first one coming out. We haven't decided. Our show trailer came out today, and we d- are now worried that this podcast has to be good. So we're going to no. pick one of our favorites and make it the first episode, and then maybe it'll descend into madness from there. Who knows?
2: Of course, we uh, we write uh, a script for a trailer and edit it and add fancy graphics, and everybody gets really excited. <laughs> and then our actual show is made up on spot uh yeah. So I mean, I guess uh, we just cross our fingers and hope that we. Uh... They're calling already. Uh, I want to answer it. I'm assuming they're going to email us, but uh, I'll go ahead and answer it anyway. Hello. Hey, studio, how's it going? Oh, you... okay. If that's what you want. All right. Okay. Well, we're excited to get to work on it. Thank you. All right. Catch you later. Bye.
0: Uh, they have emailed me. <laughs>
2: um, okay, the they didn't they didn't inform me of the assignment on the phone for some reason, but they said they emailed it. I they guess like they like to call they,
0: to tell you that they sent an email, especially if it's bad news. In the email, they'll call and say, "Hey, check your email. Can't wait to talk later." I this I'm, is I'm studio. Refer to me as that. Which good thing you did. That's the rules. You always refer to the studio as "Hey, studio." A studio. <laughs> um. So. So the, what they give us. The genre the studio has assigned us this week is Hallmark movie. We'll be Uh-oh. writing a Hallmark movie today. Here we go. It needs to be lighthearted, so that's it's good. We're in the wheelhouse of the Hallmark movie. Here we go, baby. Uh, demographic, men, and, men, and, both men and women age 25 to 39, so we are... We're right in there. Right in there, yeah, right? Because Hallmark movies are for 25 to 39 years How old are you? I am 25 to 39. Okay, same. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm 37. I'm pretty sure. I actually have to ask my wife these days because I stopped You're so being old able you, to keep uh, up with it. Not because I'm so old. I'm so stupid, and I have so many things in my brain. Um, they okay, what's studio? our target well, audience? They oh, yeah. are insisting... Oh, target audience, yeah, is men, women, age 25 to 39. The studio is insisting that our characters uh, all be animals. Interesting. For Hallmark. For a Hallmark movie, yeah. Now, I don't know if that's coming from hallmark if it's coming from lifetime or if that's uh wait, netflix La- is actually hallmark making a lot of
2: huh netflix is making a lot of hallmark movies these days yeah i guess well. we're
0: talking about a john it's, it's a genre now it's like coca cola it's like coke it's not necessarily coca-cola brand it is uh it's just referred to as coke even though it's soda so hallmark movies. it's like
2: uh, it's dr pepper and dr thunder
0: is the timer going? And, uh, we should probably. start. The timer is up. going. So, Doctor Thunder. What's Doctor Thunder? No the timer's going. Let's talk about what Doctor <laughs> Thunder is. It's the Walmart version. I thought that's t- Mr. P- no, Mr. Pibb is the Doctor Pepper. Doctor ver- Thunder is the Walmart version. <laughs>
2: I'm really surprised you don't know Doctor Thunder. Well, maybe it's because we. Anyways, let's get back into it. Hallmark. I, movie. I do know
0: Walmart has. Walmart <laughs> is where I would go to buy all my prop food. And in Real Gone, short film that I did a few years back for Ryan Connolly had. Uh, a bag of chips in there. And I remember the brand was very funny to me. It was like, it was called something like bag of chips or like Mexican chips or something just incredibly generic and slightly culturally insensitive. Uh, Mexican chips. Oh, go yeah. Check out I, I, I
2: actually remember that seat in the, in the, well, the room. I, yeah, because Darren I'm...
0: yells uh, worse chips as he's tearing mm-hmm. them apart. Anyway. <laughs> um,
2: Okay, so animals. The My, my first problem, because... maybe throws me off. Maybe we'll release this one day, but our first... Um, no, it's our second practice episode. We had um, animals as the main characters in a Homeward Bound-esque scenario. We wanted to do a low-budget uh, movie with these animals as the stars because we got indie comedy. So Hallmark, immediately, I just think low-budget because they never have budgets for these films. They shoot them really fast. They're pretty bodily, too,
0: aren't they? Like, they keep them in... Bottle that's bottle y, not bodily. <laughs> They're pretty uh <laughs> they keep them in like contained spaces. I've actually not watched very many of these. My wife has.
2: Same, same. I I have friends that have worked on a ton, especially in the Carolinas. I feel like all the East Coast friends always work on these Hallmark movies.
0: Well, and the other uh, thing is we have to apply God, we have to appeal to age twi- to men too. That's
1: animals.
0: tricky. With ev- animals, all, all, the animals thing throws me off. And it, says, and it, it off. says all
2: the main, all the main characters have to be animals.
0: It says should all be animals. Now I could just omit that part and we could edit it out. No, <laughs> we have to stick to this. Um,
2: we got to stick to it, man. And what's um,
0: annoying because the in the in the one you're talking about, the practice episode, we were not mandated to make it about animals. We just chose to. And in this one, we are. And it was great. Oh my God! I figured out what we do. I know exactly Uh-oh. what to do. Uh, now, did I say they the char- the characters should all be animals? Notice that does not say cast. So here's my thought. What if it's a story? What if it's a wish fulfillment story or if it's something like that to where the entire cast are animals turned to humans? So they're hu- like... Oh, man.
2: that's That's it right there. That's how we do
0: it. So then we can actually cast it with people and... Alright. But it has to be something where they're oh, given that's, like
2: that's so good because Hallmark, I feel like one of the things Hallmark movies are known for is sort of this sort of cringe acting as well. Yeah. And uh with animals acting as humans, you have all this opportunity for these hilarious scenes where it's uh
0: they don't really know how to act and This is the um, most high, this might be the most high concept Hallmark movie that I've heard <laughs> of, too.
2: What uh isn't there an ex I think uh our buddy uh, Gunner was telling me the other day about an X-Files episode where it's like a werewolf that's turned into a man and it's like this... Uh, have
0: you seen this episode? Yeah, that's Kumail Nanjiani's episode, I think, okay. in one of the newer yeah, seasons.
2: Yeah. yeah, and he's he like doesn't know what to do as a human because he's an animal and they think it's the inverse. Um, that's, yeah. that's really, really fun. And I think that's a great way to get around the mandate and still deliver something that will be uh, a Hallmark movie budget and a... Uh, um, we could come up with. Uh, I wish that I would have watched more Hallmark movies. I don't, but for the specific episode, I do. Um, I know, me too. I only think of like
0: Christmas movies for some reason. Me too. I I actually well, I had an idea for a Hallmark movie years ago. Well, as an ex, as an experiment. So <laughs> this is funny. I'm going to naturally talk about my product that sponsors this podcast, but it was right after the release of the Story Clock Workbook. And we have this great spread in the book that I promise this was not playing guys and we're not doing this every episode but in <laughs> we added this extra spread in the story clock workbook that has these areas to like whittle down your idea by medium and genre and characteristics and compared to similar stories um, and as an experiment I did one that was about a a fa- I was like, um, "What would I? What would a Hallmark movie? What does Seth Worley Hallmark movie be?" And it's not <laughs> a good idea, but it was like a, it was the idea of like a Christmas movie thing, where like basically every Christmas movie scenario came true for each member of the family. Uh, but it was like plot device, but with to compare to my own movie, but like mm-hmm. plot device, but with Christmas movies. <laughs> anyway that didn't help us at all i thought if i walked down that trail we might find some things to pick up and carry back no but i think use. we
2: we both were drawn to christmas movies so i why not uh, make this a christmas movie i mean you uh,
0: know what i mean when else do people watch hallmark movies like the majority of people it's christmas hallmark movies that's the whole thing right yeah i mean i
2: feel like the the uh it's not our target audience but i feel like the 60 plus probably watch hallmark movies year round uh I've got do they? A, this is
0: like the second time on this podcast we've chosen I've, to speak for the sixty plus.
2: <laughs> well, I've got a great aunt who like who lives for these kind of movies. Like that's always. Yeah, but I've on got a TV. wife
0: who lives for these kind of uh, movies, and she's not sixty uh, plus.
2: That's well, she fits our demographics. So that's great. But uh, so Christmas. I'm
0: not worried about women twenty five to thirty nine. Like I feel like the fact that it's Hallmark movie. Now this is probably superficial to me, but I feel like because it's the brand that it is, or the genre that it is, it's going. If we do our jobs right, it'll apply to that demographic. It'll appeal to. The trick now is how do we make it appeal to, and is it appealing in a marketing sense, or is it appealing in like a Star Trek One sense, where you drag your wife—not Star Trek One, but JJ Star Trek Two Thousand Nine, where you drag your wife to it, and then after she's crying after the you know cold <laughs> open of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Well, this is lighthearted. I mean, we can. I think the story, the the general idea that you came up on the spot there with the animals turning to humans—that's already a lighthearted idea. We can maybe. Uh, is it? Is it a. Uh, Oh, or uh, something that I feel like is is common with the um, Hallmark movies is like the body swap kind of movies. What if it's like an animal-human body swap?
0: Body swap with humans. That's fascinating. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Then Then the characters are still all animals even if they are originally humans and now animals and originally animals and now humans. I think that works. yeah.
2: Yeah, and there has to be some sort of if it's uh, if it's Christmas, I searched Hallmark movies, which you know a, a tradition of this of this podcast is um, googling things to help you because I wrote it you in know, a Google as, search. As as writers, uh, Google is your best friend. Um, uh, but the first thing that came up was uh, the uh, ten worst Hallmark movie stories, and uh, <laughs> let's the first pitch one of these. <laughs> well, the first one that <laughs> that popped up, unfortunately, was called Switched for Christmas. Um, I have no idea what it me what it is but uh uh that uh that gets me thinking to you know why not body swap with an animal and a human
0: Hallmark movies they're almost all about love and romance right I mean rarely I, are they about I I assume so yes and family and family and family but it, but is family. there any family without romance I'm, I'm sorry not in real life obviously no there's no family <laughs> without romance but I mean in a Hallmark yeah. movie
2: Yeah 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 um d- doubtful I'm, I'm i'm i think i might be getting them confused with lifetime too because lifetime is usually a little bit more serious like uh oh yeah like we're some, not
0: talking lifetime lifetime's like like i, I get them confused yeah uh, lifetime's like you know uh milk carton kids and uh and, crimes and, of and, passion. and widows and, yeah and and, and angry <laughs> widows we're talking about
2: yeah family romance yeah i, I think i get it i i haven't watched fairly into these but uh
0: well, but like, um, you know, if you scroll in a Hallmark movies, Hallmark channel, once we get to like 2016, things start to get really holidayish, and they starts to be a lot. Like 2017, there start to be a lot. Christmas joy, road to Christmas, oh. themes in Hallmark movies, small town, a failing business, jobs in the small town, a deceased spouse, discovering someone to love, a miracle that changes things, <laughs> community, predictable ending. Okay, small town. That's a good thing to zero in
2: on. Dude, what if? Oh no, this is bad. Never mind.
0: <laughs> Everyone in the town was, becomes an, uh, becomes anim, what?
2: I was just thinking of the concept of meat cutes and uh, and these rom coms, and I'm like, dude, it's kind of disturbing to have like a, it's a, a, a you know a man or woman falling in love with a person and they turn out to be an animal. Uh, yeah, you can't do that because there's no way. Yeah, it's it's too far. Because the and, end
0: of the end is going to be sad no matter what. Because we can't accept. We don't want. I mean, can the um, animals stay human for the rest of their life or it's like, God, this is so hard because you don't, the, the people becoming animals, that part has a lesson to be learned to where like, okay, now we'll be yeah. turned back into humans and we'll learn how to be like, in order to become human, they must learn <laughs> to be animals. Like that's a natural progression yeah, of the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no one to learn how to be animals, they must first be human. That doesn't make sense.
2: <laughs> That's very true. Well, what if it's about like the? Uh, I mean, I guess in this homework movie scenario, we're probably not. Um, I mean, we could start the movie with the animals, and it's sort of like that homeward bound. Like we're hearing their their thoughts. We're sort of in their head. Like the the voiceovers, like them talking to each other. We can kind of hear that. Um, Wow! Well, so
0: you're saying the first act is is Homeward <laughs> no. Bound, and uh, hey, then they're people uh, for the entire second act.
2: I'm, I'm throwing I'm
0: throwing ideas out here. No, I'm um, I I but, think uh, it's so it's really it's actually a fantastic idea that I could also see. I could also immediately hear Paul Shear and June Ra- uh, June uh, Diane Raphael and Jason Mantzouk is talking about on uh, on how did this get made? Like yes, I could hear them 100%. recapping this. But we're first doing act.
2: we're making Hallmark movies, you know? So, yeah. Uh, that's a uh, it's publicity, right? Uh They don't have to free, be good. Free they don't have to be good. It's a Hallmark movie. Oh my god. Okay. Um <laughs> uh, but uh free pub, right? Um okay, so uh but imagine yeah, they're there and we we kind of get to know them as animals first so that when they're in the human bodies, we they each have you know, we sort of know their archetypes, you know. Um and these and we can sort of play uh Did you see the the Jumanji sequel with uh the, oh, the, with Aquaf- the one
0: with aquafina i saw this is that the one with aquafina yeah yeah
2: the 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 reboot the first one well uh, oh, i've actually uh,
0: i have not seen the first one all through. i okay. saw well, the second a, half a, of the second it's, a, it's, a, it's the same concept but, but we, I got we to have it. an opportunity someone to was a horse have, and someone was yeah yeah
2: so you have the opportunity to have like the bulldog and like a little uh or like a really tall skinny guy or like the really small dog in a big person's body like we kind of we can play with archetypes and uh you know, opposites and stuff like that. But I'm trying to think of dogs. Like, they're uh, what we love about dogs or animals is like the whole man's best friend and like uh, really loving their their master or whatever their 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 human yeah. uh, fathers and mothers. So I'm like, is there anything that they could learn there that is well? Okay, what if maybe, okay uh,
0: playing with that's actually interesting. If what if two people fell in love but their their pets hated each other? Right, that would cause a riff. Like would cause <laughs> oh man, that's so good. An issue, yeah, That's and so then classic what if, Hallmark. <laughs> and what's funny is if we did that, we don't have to do the homework bound, not, I actually love the homework bound idea, but I'm, but I'm so don't no, hear no, me that's trying great. to throw it out, but we actually may not have to do it if the first think, act is all about this couple that, you know, we we do like an up kind of montage where we see them like first date, we see them dating for a while, whatever, and then they're going to move in together, their they're animals like hate each other, and yeah. No that's that's great because
2: when they when they they can both switch into their pets and now their pets have to uh like learn how to like each other. It could be a it doesn't have to be a romance. It could be like a friendship thing or we could it could be a rom-com with the animals and they it's like they're in love and I mean, they're if, in love. That's if, the perfect uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: But or if not like if they're not <laughs> yeah. in love like they're still like just being fr- the friends thing and you actually yeah, totally. there's a lot of comedic opportunity in having two actors who play humans for the first act and then like and then they have to play their animal like oh, their pets dude, and spirit dude, they're,
2: the, they're engaged, and, they the totally engaged and the wedding's coming up
0: engaged and the wedding's up. coming, you coming up you freaking genius
2: <laughs> uh because that's that's a ticking clock for us too where they have to figure out how to switch back before so the wedding
0: so perfect okay so two humans <laughs> <laughs> are engaged. Oh man, this is so funny. This is your classic two humans are engaged
2: trope. Um, well, we can start the movie. Uh, I don't know if Hallmark movies start with montages, but like the opening. We title, should we gotta mon- fall in love. With them. It's to be is, like a yeah. montage. It's a yes. They fall in love. We see them dating, and then it can end with the proposal. Um, and then uh, you know, then we're we're into the story at that point. Uh,
0: and it's Hallmark, so we can be a little clean with it, like as you know. I imagine the majority of like couples that, depending on your background, whatever like we like, I think we both come from fairly conservative backgrounds, and so it's not weird for us. We know plenty of people and possibly ourselves who did not move in with our spouses. Yeah, you know, totally. Uh, but before marriage, we live with them now. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I text
2: her, I text her all the time. But,
0: but it's but it's also like I wonder is it is it a common thing like. I feel like it would it would be weird for me to see a movie where two characters who are engaged are not already living together. Is as weird in a Hallmark movie? Could we get away with I th-
2: I, th- I
0: don't
2: know. We need yeah, that I mean, because
0: we need that for the animals to first, you know, be clashing at this unique moment. Like
2: yeah, I think maybe it can start with them already um and, like, by the end of the montage, they um, live with each other. And it can almost be, like, an interesting turn of uh, events where maybe we see the animals a little bit during the montage, but it's more about the humans. And then by the time we're, like, out of the montage, we see them at home and the animals are already bickering at each other and already don't like each other. Um, and it can just be, like, a side kind of thing until the switch happens. And that's when the animals really become, like, we really get to know their... Okay.
0: That's great. So think of it as like your first act, you have the um the like up montage of it all. And you have them moving in together in that montage and the animals are and we it's like I guess there needs to be kind of a soft transition from montage into present day. So we still kind of blur that line between like basically I'm getting into like the uh the proposal can be the inciting incident of the story. That can be the lightning strike that turns like that. Either starts a ticking clock or turns everything upside down. We're still telling it from the humans' perspective. I think like mm-hmm. the animals are just kind of like I think the animals are the, become a, a very central concern of the humans Beca- like and that can be communicated to a best friend like the best friend who comes over and is hanging out with with our our um uh, with our female lead and they're like. And, you know, it's an observant, like, uh, you know, it makes an observation about like these, like, I don't know how we're going to blah, blah, blah. Like I'm not getting rid of so-and-so he's not getting rid of so-and-so like they they don't get along and there's hijinks there with like the animals not getting along and they, you know, talk about it by the way, that friend character then is our straight man to play off of one yes, later on. That's
2: perfect. And, and they could either, I think it'd be great if they didn't know it's your classic freaky Friday that nobody really knows, uh, anybody switched and it's just them thinking oh they're kind of they're acting kind of odd yeah um and it's creating these
0: uh all these hijinks that are that are happening that you see in the trailer now what are the animals once uh, they so first off we have to figure out why do they how do they switch
2: um oh yeah we're, we're ditching christmas now aren't we
0: no we don't have to no no no.
2: because i think christmas the, the great thing about christmas is magic for some reason makes more sense uh uh, 100% around does. Christmas time, yeah, um, and so could they be magic
0: ornaments that do it somehow? Oh like,
2: man. what if the dogs are fighting at, under the Christmas tree or something, or they're like chasing each other? Yes, and,
0: it's, and they f- the ornaments fall and crash and release magic, you know, <laughs> magic chemicals dust. into the air. Magic <laughs> dust. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: you went straight to chemicals. You went to uh, wow. That's, that's me real scienceizing life. it, but I mean yeah, like releasing
0: yeah. magicness out of yes. the ornaments. Yeah, the,
2: mag- um, the magic dust falls out. Um, dogs are coughing, and they go to help the dogs. Uh, you know,
0: and those ornaments, link- by the way, are they have to be like ornaments they bought or were gifted. They're like <laughs> ornaments that <laughs> go together. They're like you know the uh, turtle doves they, in Home Alone Two.
2: They went to uh, Chinatown, and nope, there, was a, nope. there was an old man selling <laughs> Don't you dare bring gremlins and- <laughs> into this.
0: I will not have any of your gremlins nonsense.
2: Uh, no, yeah, no. I think... Uh, For those listeners yeah. of
0: the podcast, it should be known and outward now that Seth Worley is not a fan of gremlins, and never and, will be.
2: And Ryan wears a gremlin on his jacket about 90% of the time. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, Grimlins I mean... Gremlins is your twister. They can... Hey, Twister's great too.
0: Yeah, Twister is everybody's Twister. You know I, why? Because it's have good. A Twister. <laughs> And you know what's not good? Gremlins. Ooh, let's move on. Let's move. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> no, this is what the listeners want. They want us to fight until we switch with our animals.
2: I'm about to flip my table over, Seth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Podcast um,
0: ends after episode three or whatever
2: episode this. is. Um, um, but yes, I think yeah, it could be given by gift um, by uh, maybe like an engagement gift or something. Uh, uh, we see maybe at the end of the montage they have an engagement party and uh, Christmas is coming up, so they're like, "Hey, your first ornaments as a you know, as a cup." I feel like a uh, my my mom or someone has given to me like a. You guys can have a tradition of have having ornaments every year. Um, maybe that's something something like that is a natural way for them to uh, be yeah. given these ornaments in a way that we could focus in on them and show these are important. You know
0: what? Actually, the ornaments need to be. That feels arbitrary, whereas not to make not to try and make this good or anything, but uh, talking about up, those those Ellie, not to try to make this good or anything. Yeah. The LE badge and up, designed by our friend Paul Conrad, um, they like the grape soda and orange soda badges or whatever those are the grape soda badge at least like that it that begins like Day one of them, and I feel mm-hmm. like these ornaments need to be day one, date one uh, so for maybe, this couple.
2: So maybe their first date is is around Christmas. Christmas time. It's like a Christmas is sort of a.
0: Oh um, yeah, and our montage big, is just the, that year.
2: Yeah. Okay. It can be. That's actually nice. I like it. Uh, and Hallmark, it doesn't need to be this real. Like, I feel like realistically, in a Hallmark movie, people would get engaged within a year of dating. Uh, yeah. That makes total sense because they're in love. Um, so, yeah, what if their first date, we we open on, uh, you know, their first date and they're going, of course, this isn't like a small town. There's a really cute town square with lights hanging everywhere, like every oh, yeah. Hallmark movie. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, what was that, uh, Gilmore Girls Town? Stars Hollow. Uh, That's what we're looking yeah. at is basically yeah, Stars Hollow. That kind of thing. Um, and uh, they give each other these ornaments. Um and, uh, now, they just do have, they
0: give each other or like, yeah, I guess they've got to find them on the date or it's some kind of like. The thing
2: is, the thing is, though, this, the magic, um, I don't, yeah, I mean, we should make it explainable, but at the same time, this magic in this real life scenario, it needs a is, weird
0: source. Like the ornaments need to come from a strange source, a culturally problematic source, like Chinatown. <laughs> um, well,
2: we can, we, we're writing this still. Let's, uh, um, <laughs> Let's see. What 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 could uh? Let's see. Um, weird antique stores.
0: Is a traveling salesman like thing, like a truck or a?
2: <laughs> they buy it out of a random dude's truck that uh, is screaming at people.
0: Well, you want and, like uh, uh oh? Is there like a Christmas? This gets expensive, but like a Christmas fair going on like Christmas. <laughs> 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 Do. <Dude. laughs> Are Christmas fairs a thing?
2: Oh, uh, we do. We do a, a Christmas tree lighting here in Denton, Texas, every year. Like the whole town goes to our square, and there's like everybody has uh, like cider that they uh, wassel that they pass out and stuff. It's it's definitely a thing. Okay. Um,
0: and so. could there be like a, what was the name of the? the mach- oh no, really? Oh, no. What was the name of the machine in big before you pick up?
2: Um, what was that? Is that the guy? Yeah. I, I got to pick up. The studio's game. Okay? Zoltar. Oh, yes. Hi. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Okay. I'll let Seth check. Okay.
0: All right. Bye. They, email again? Just,
2: they emailed me They you. Yeah, they're just kind of shooting the shit there. Um, don't really know what that was, but uh, they, they emailed you a wild card mandate.
0: They did. And I'm opening it now.
2: Oh man, the suspense is killing
0: me, Seth. What'd they say? Uh so they actually want it to be set at Valentine's Day. Apparently there is an opening. Yeah. <sighs> apparently there's a big Valentine's uh they're pivoting whoever this is is distributing it, or are pivoting to trying to like, there's a market opening with Valentine's day release. And so they're trying well, what to what are corner- the
2: chances? Yeah. What are the chances they give us a date and a, the studio mandate that the film has to be set? <laughs> right. That's like uh too perfect. It seems suspicious, but um, it does seem sp- No, it's uh, not suspicious.
0: That literally is what came first. <laughs> and,
2: um, um, and their, and their email sets, right. In their email. Not on your yes. iPhone.
0: <laughs> Recording aside, I got it and was like, I don't like that one. Sometimes I do that over here. Don't tell anybody. Um.
2: Uh, okay, well, that it kind of affects it. But, I mean, we were just on this freaking Christmas fair thing. But um, it can be Valentine's. We could still do one year. And it still feels like sort of a magic holiday. And it definitely still feels yeah. Hallmark. Um, Valentine's yeah. Day.
0: And it's okay if there is Christmas in it. It just needs to be primarily about Valentine's Day, which, by the way, is such a bogus. It's a visually boring holiday. It's like.
2: Yeah. And the, Christ, the ornaments is what sucks. So, um, <laughs> hey, the dogs get into the Valentine's chocolate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and die.
2: <laughs> Pretty confident that's not good for dogs. Um okay so Hallmark because they uh, could v-
0: swap bodies with their mm-hmm. owners.
2: Um <laughs> val- Valentine's Hallmark movies we got My Secret Valentine.
0: Valentine's candles, um, Valentine's.
2: Hmm. Valentine's uh, jewelry, maybe there's a magical jewelry that it's, it's oh, broken or,
0: no one likes magical jewelry, everyone knows that.
2: <laughs> uh hey, no bad ideas right Seth?
0: There are no bad ideas except magical jewelry.
2: That's <laughs> and uh, and gremlins <laughs> and
0: gremlins as a whole. <laughs> Jumping in here real quick to tell you all about the Story Clock workbook from Plot Devices. The Story Clock workbook was built for getting your story ideas out of your head alive. Okay, here's the actual deal with this ad. Most people, myself included, try to skip these little mid-roll sponsor breaks by hitting that skip ahead 30 seconds button that's built into most podcast apps, but you didn't. You said to yourself, Chrissy, don't hit that skip button. Seth Worley is talking and you respect him. And I heard you, Chrissy. That's why I'm going to reward it with a secret code to get 25% off your first order of the Story Clock workbook. Just enter code ThanksChrissy, T H A N K S C H R I S S Y at checkout. Now, remember, this code is just for you and not for those other people who skipped ahead to this moment right here. Learn more about how you can use the Story Clock workbook to develop your story ideas at plotdevices.co. Thanks, Chrissy. I mean, everyone.
2: Well, let's let's keep going. Maybe we can we can figure out um we should probably figure out just a, a general story. And as we think of that, we can we can be thinking of the, the device that, okay. that gets us there. Great.
0: So the ticking clock is the wedding, and that's what's going to be ruined by them being dogs. Oh, I was going to ask, what are our animals doing? Like, are we checking in with our – I feel like
2: – they, they got to be doing – the the fun thing about this is they can sort of be trying to the, – the, the dogs can maybe see like, oh, this is actually really hard to communicate with ourselves because – like when they're in their bodies, they think it's easy, but they can't understand. Like, uh... I unpack that. Okay. So, um, you know, you to Lorraine, you would say, like, sit or lay down or like, come here. Um, yes. And she would ignore me, but definitely. <laughs> but, um, and they would bark and stuff. The interesting thing to me is, is they suddenly have this, um, you know, um, this English ability and they can say all these things and they can't understand, like, um, they're realizing, like, oh, this is a pretty simple thing. Like, we tell them what to do, and then they do it, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, there can maybe be some comedy built into um, them suddenly having some power, <laughs> or like feeling like they have some power over their over their dogs, and um, like uh, like, oh, I guess I'll just leave now, and they just stay at the house. Okay, so they're or, able uh, to talk.
0: They're just not able to like pro like they have. It's almost like they I know think, how to I operate think, the machine, but they totally. don't know any of the social politics of 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 like how to properly totally. operate a machine in, in in the context of the rest of the world
2: yeah i feel like it really wouldn't really work if they like didn't know the like how to speak at all i feel like it's like they know general language but maybe not know not how to use it um and in the correct way or like they walk kind of funny or they like there's there's just something a little odd about them like i feel like
0: uh, and then the animals I really want to avoid the homeward bound thing. Um,
2: yeah, especially we've already done it in that practice episode, so we have. So which, like, what? Which like the funny thing is, that the
0: animals, the animals then would be trying to, uh, like ratatouille them to a certain degree, like uh, even if that just means barking and biting to like keep them from doing. And but yeah. like, I like the idea of not not uh, giving. The audience a way to hear or understand specifically what the animals want or are trying to do. Oh, that's actually yes. really funny to have our characters like having to figure out what the animals are trying to tell them. Like, totally. uh, yes. You know, so, like, it's like <laughs> they're barking wow, and they're
2: like they're pointing at. A now I understand
0: why they don't. This is a dumb joke, but like now I, they it's the kind of thing that goes in the trailer. Like now I understand why they don't. Never do what we want them to do. Like now, I understand why they never understand what we're saying. Totally. Um, okay, um,
2: okay. So I mean, the the physics of that, the, the the in the movie world, all of that makes sense. I think that's uh, yeah.
0: We've got our logic and our rules. That's great. Our conflict is so our our first first half of Act Two, our fun and games like section. That's going to be all like interacting with the friend who needs to come in. So let's cut into two sequences. First half of Act Two. I'm trying to get better at just saying Act One, Two, and Three, and just referring to first halves. So first That's half good. of Act Two. We haven't specified it specified it before. I like to cut up acts. I like to cut up acts into sequences, and so it's like it's eight sequences across the movie.
2: Um, I like that. And you want to do acts. four four acts, three acts.
0: Uh, well, it's I like to think of it as four acts, but I'm going to say three acts because that's the more general vernacular that everyone understands and, and talks yeah, in. No. And I forget to like I go back and forth regularly. Yeah, we and ju- don't we've we
2: in the last thing we recorded, we jumped back and forth between three act and four act. We did, and we might need the, to record the a prologue
0: at some point um, it says so. Uh, um, and by the way, yeah, I mean for anyone listening, I do want to specify this is a specific. I learned this sequence approach from a book called i believe it's called the sequence approach and it is who's that sorry, by you can pause the timer if you want uh, to teach the sequence approach by frank daniel or i, I think it's by paul joseph uh giulino um originally developed by frank daniel who was a i might it might be switched there but uh, a usc uh, teacher really great book um all about a typical two hour film is composed of eight eight opposed sequences that are eight to 15 minute segments that have their own internal structure. In effect, they're shorter films but inside the larger film. Um, so act one is two sequences. Act two is four sequences, and act three is two sequences. Um, and so, sorry, real quick, where I was going was I think that our friend, if this helps us parameters, I think our friend should not re-enter the story. Our friend, we establish her in the first act. Um, but then she should enter the story in the second sequence of act two. Like, I think that she should mark the, like, now we're in the sequence where we're dealing with like friends in the outside world, right before things get real. And we get to have fun with that, those hijinks. So anyway, you're talking about the break into the, you know, yes,
2: I I think that has to be, I think we should still do like an engagement party and maybe the switch happens at the engagement party possibly. Um, because that gives us like sort of a time parameter. We know that the wedding is coming up. Um, we've we've our montage has happened in the very beginning, um, and the switch, um, the the Christmas tree ornament thing, we, we got to change. But the switch happens there at the engagement party, either during it to create sort of like a weird. Uh, um they start acting weird while everybody's there at their house um kind of thing or maybe after it and it's uh you know they wake up the next morning and, and this is when you said bodies. this is
0: in like sequence uh C Yeah,
2: yeah. I think it would be like the, the start of that, right? Um That feels like a real high the, stakes
0: uh, moment though of them ruining like immediately well, exposing well, them to all their friends. Maybe
2: it doesn't maybe it doesn't switch until the the next morning when they wake up and it's like the the classic wake up and everything's different moment.
0: I feel like the, yeah, everything's different. You want them to like interact with the, this is not, not, not really like the mailman and to interact with like the, like the people that was. The milkman. Yeah, the milk. I literally was going to say milkman, but the, the people that you interact, that they, we saw them interact with on a day to day basis, the people who were like acquaintances, but not friends. And then I think sequence D is all about establishing like uh, the friend. And which also this brings up a greater question is do our animals want to go back? Like clearly the – like do our main characters want to go back to being animals? Probably not. They probably love being humans and that's what these I first think two sequences it. are.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, and then the, and the, I the think – The humans definitely want to go back.
0: I think sequence E, which is like the midpoint starts and then that, that sequence there is about – that should be like the either engagement that should be like a rehearsal dinner or an engagement that should be a party where they're exposed to a lot of people where families coming into town and they've got to screw something up and then hmm. sequence f uh would be about them by the way you can disagree with any of this i'm just kind of No screaming. no no i, I just want to hear you first go, sequence go f what would you're be thinking. then like that's like usually when you're like all is lost stuff um mm-hmm. So I think at some point,
2: I think for me the what's interesting is that the animals at first they're loving being in their the human body, and I think they they start to realize that um, it's harder being a human than they thought it was going to be. Um, maybe the pressures of, of that's on just like playing up some of the differences between their life as an animal and a human, um, and they start to like really want to switch back. And so it's both the animals and the humans wanting to. Um, <laughs> Switchback. I'm 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 seeing you write this gag and I'm laughing. <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> I eat gags, eating dog food. I just like them sitting around watching a movie and eating kibble. Eating. Yes,
2: that's, that's so freaking funny. Um, by
0: the way, I'm definitely imagining a um, oh, good place. What's her name? Uh, even though I don't think she does homework. The, the main movies. character, Kristen. Uh, yeah, Kristen. Uh, uh, what's her name? Good place, girl. <laughs> Oh, I don't want to say that we googled "Good Place Girl" because we should know what her name is. She's wonderful and amazing. Kristen is Bell. Name? Kristen, Kristen Bell. Bell. It was I, the the easiest my Kristen to ever. remember. Besides Wig, yes. even easier than Wig to remember. Okay.
2: Um, yes, but that is a great, and I I put in here, uh, it's it's Hallmark, so I feel like we need really classic dog names. Um, I put Charlie and Sophie.
0: Yeah, those are great. I those, like those
2: those seemed those seem classic to me. We don't have human names yet, but those can be. What we call our, our dogs that are now. Those humans. are what our
0: animals are named, not what our main characters are now humans are named, right?
2: Yes. Yes. Um
0: that's so funny because I think you'd but, be like refer to Sophie or Charlie, and that's where the friend can figure out like hang on, what's going on? Um <laughs>
2: Yeah, they they call each other by their dog names. Um, man,
0: I haven't rec- I haven't never story clocked big, so I don't really not fam- super familiar with its structure, but I know that it's like
2: would you uh, would you hate me if I said I've never seen Big?
0: No, I get really excited. I get excited when people have not I get mad if people have no interest in watching it. You need to go watch Big tonight.
2: I, I, I would love to watch it, yeah.
0: Dude, it's wonderful. Um, uh, I would hate you if you said, I don't really need to see Big. Because actually, I think all <laughs> of America would hate you if you said, I don't need to see Big. It's just Tom Hanks, right? Just Tom Hanks playing all the roles. <laughs> okay. That's what's so incredible. He's like, inc- just proving um, himself from so day fun. one.
2: Um, but but yeah, I mean, for the most part, I think that's really interesting, and I think they have to maybe at the all is lost moment is when they they, um, something. I mean, something's got to happen where they're like, we got to get back to our bodies, and like this is what maybe we just figured out how to do it, and yeah, now we can't.
0: It's like it. It's fun for the first half of Act Two, and then it's not fun in the second half of Act Two, and mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. And Act second half of Act Act Two is like. Uh, so like in Big, I have a feeling around the midpoint of Big, he decides. He, no, spoiler alert, buddy. I'm sorry, but you can figure it out. Around the like up until the <laughs> midpoint, he's like killing it, being an adult and having a blast. He's like killing it at his job because he's a got this childlike wonder thing going on. And then mm-hmm. at the, and his and meanwhile, his best friend is like hanging out with him in the city and stuff. But then by the midpoint. He and his best friend, like, he's, he's like taking on a lot of adult responsibilities. He's hanging out with this girl more often and this, this, you know, young woman more often. And he doesn't have time for his friend. And that's where, and like, that's what the, uh, I think, sequence E is. That first sequence after the midpoint is like the, I'm actually committing to my new role and I'm, and it's, and I'm having to like say goodbye to the old world a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then the, Oh, I should talk to you about this other source structure thing. The the sequence after that, then the all is lost kind of sequence is that's the one where um, they decide in that sequence they no long, they don't like this anymore. They don't like this deal. They want to go back to the way things were. Um, and, yeah, totally. And they can't. So uh,
2: we really got to figure out our device and how we're going to get out of that to sort of.
0: Well, what he does, um, he goes, it's the machine and big, and then he goes back to the carnival and it's not there. Yeah, um,
2: Zoltar, right? It's the guy in the box. Yeah,
0: and I think that, I don't remember what makes him turn back. He just decides to go home and.
2: It's more of an internal thing?
0: I think so. He decides to go home and leave and he just turns back into a kid. I think, I don't think they ever explain. How does he, oh man. So can you look up how – he? T- I know you've not seen it, but I just don't remember.
2: Sorry. I'm. Uh, while you've been talking, I've been trying to think of a title for this movie using wedding puns. That's okay. I was actually um, going to
0: also say we should uh, – I should real quick maybe talk about – you want to pause the timer again real quick for education. Yeah, education yeah. break. Countdown paused. Ten minutes remaining. What? We're doomed. To um, finish this. But we've well, paused it. We Let's have, educate ourselves. We have enough to kind of pitch like the overall – promise I think we this do. premise. I think, yeah, we can get a little further, but yeah. Um, so there's this concept by uh, a uh, writer named Kim Hudson who developed this thing called The Virgin's Promise. Have you heard of this? Um, I have not.
2: So The Virgin's Promise is all about... It sounds like something I would have read in youth group.
0: Yes, um, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> we all made The Virgin's Promise at some point <laughs> in our life. Um, essentially, and it's a very good observation, which is that like Joseph Campbell's... Hero's journey is is a is a male centric storytelling paradigm yeah. um and there are there are, i mean essentially it it opens up this uh uh it opens opens up this door thinking this way opens up the door to so many other paradigms of storytelling and not just thinking within the joseph cambellian mm-hmm. thing um but hers, you know, breaks down like a lot of romantic comedies. You know, Legally Blonde is an example of a movie that, that really follows this premise very well. Which is, uh, um, the steps are dependent world, price of conformity, opportunity to shine, dress the part, secret world, no longer fits her world, caught shining, gives up what kept her stuck, kingdom and chaos, wanders in the wilderness, chooses her light. The reordering and the kingdom is brighter. Uh, not that we need to dive into this necessarily for this episode, but I think it's definitely something that we should uh, um that th- I it was a good opportunity to bring it up for listeners to explore themselves. Totally. It's a very, what's very that cool from? paradigm.
2: What's that from, Seth?
0: Uh, it's called The Virgins The Virgins Promise, uh, by Kim okay. Hudson. I believe is the name of the book she wrote about it.
2: Okay. We'll have to put some of these links to these things in the in the show notes. Um but yeah, I mean that's awesome. Should we should we restart this timer? We have we have so much power on. In I this. know. Uh, let's restart <laughs> the this timer
0: and let's actually break down our sequences real quick. That we've based yeah, on what we talked about.
2: Okay, resuming timer. Here we go.
1: Countdown resumed.
0: All right. Sequence A is about uh, is like our up montage. Yep. Uh, up montage. Like our. Let's these. see. It starts with our meet cute, which I think that getting specific on how they meet will actually help us determine what a lot of the specifics of our story and like what our magic is and like how what our what our characters need to understand or learn toward the end uh meet cute totally. up montage it should end with a proposal
2: 100% and the dogs are there
0: the dogs at the it proposal. almost needs to all be told from the dogs perspective like not
2: not necessarily point of view but but their like I'm yeah. trying, like shot wise, but yeah, I agree. You need to track um, with
0: them the whole time. Mm-hmm.
2: Um I mean th- I think meat I mean it makes sense it's about the animals, so meat cute at the dog park, maybe. Um, and they're
0: uh you know what? Know. Yeah, let's uh, actually get it even more like specific here. Like our main character should be the female lead here. It should be like Kristen Bell that we're talking about. And so mm-hmm. the meat cute is kind of from her perspective. She comes home and her dog, like like we, like she comes home, let's we see her just, life yeah, with Yeah, this is call her Kristen. We'll call her for Kristen the, for the ease of the pitch. Yeah. Um, and and it's almost, and then we're seeing it from Kristen and from Kristen's dog's perspective, uh, which is Sophie from Sophie's perspective. And then Sophie and then like the big the big uh, like inciting incident is when they move in together and suddenly twist. Dude has a dog, and we meet Charlie. So we don't actually bring Charlie into the story until yeah you know. That inciting incident. I like that. Um Sequence B is about the animals not getting along, like clearly not getting along, and the whole com sequence B is about the comedy of the animals not getting along whatsoever. Um and like the fears. Oh man. Okay. There's gotta be some fears that our main characters have about commitment, committing to they can like so our 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 and our our humans can mirror our our dogs our dogs are just externalizing this inability to get along or inability to live together in a way that yeah. the humans are more internalizing and have fears about well, it
2: well let's go back to hallmark because we got to make these hallmark movies so um like when you think about hallmark movies it's hard cuz i i'm i'm leaning on you a little bit cuz i know we neither of us have seen a lot of these but um but in Hallmark movies, is it common for people to have sort of baggage coming from like other relationships or yes, because um, that seems hundred percent.
0: There's a there's a there's a there's a crappy old se- boyfriend it, in this. In it the seems
2: yeah, it seems like the the guy maybe the guy is uh, divorced or yeah, because um, that that to me reads Hallmark for some reason. Um, Oh, and if Charlie hates that
0: woman, like Charlie is terrified of that woman. So there's like a more visceral response to that woman when she shows up, like at some point in the story.
2: (laughs) Yes, yes. Okay. Well, hey, we have four minutes left. So let's, uh, let's keep going through it. So, um, yes. So Charlie, very timid and, and, uh, protective of, um, his owner, dude, whatever we want to call him, uh.
0: Uh, yeah Guy Should let's call him Guy like Guy Patterson Guy, from yeah, the thing you yeah, do his Guy. Guy. <laughs>
2: um, and then Sophie um, I'm trying to think for, for Kristen and Sophie uh, something we can mirror for Sophie as her dog Um, oh dude you know what's so funny is if they once they switch bodies with their owners and they're they're in the owner's body how they like can't stop talking about their owner and how much they love them um, oh, that's <laughs> like funny. going, that's going really on and on. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like bragging on their owners, uh, but they're in the bodies, so it just seems like they're bragging about themselves. Oh, and that's they so love themselves. Um But uh, that's just a, another little gag. Once they switch bodies, um, also another d-
0: gag is they should talk to another animal who is an animal, like an animal friend of theirs in the neighborhood. Like yes. that, they, they should try to communicate with, they, with that animal, even though there's no way to do yes.
2: this. And there's no way the dog knows that they're in the body. Yeah. But maybe they – maybe – Oh, how funny would it be if the the owners in the dog's bodies communicated with that dog to let them know that they switched bodies and the dog looks up to the humans, like, confused. It's actually real funny if there's just a long period of,
0: like, bark, 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 bark. And there's a long pause. and am like, okay, I think we're good. Like – Like, you know, I think we're good. Like Uh, proceed as planned. uh, Yeah. We need everybody to work together. Like we need, oh man. It's like we need our animals. Our animals clearly fall in love or like learn to work together and get along.
2: Yes. Mm -hmm.
0: They got to fall in love. It's Hallmark. They're going to fall in love as humans. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And that's uh, and that's going to bring the humans together even more as they observe, because they're observing the whole story yeah, and taking yeah. in their emotional like stuff in the same way that they did the other way around. Yeah,
2: yeah, I lo- I love that. And so now all we need is two minutes left. Um, that, all we need is that device. It's Valentine's Day, um, or it's going to play on Valentine's Day. It doesn't need to be around Valentine's Day. We just need to be romantic, which it is. Um, oh wait. What if the
0: dog loves the ex-wife? Bring the ex-wife back into the story. Oh, she,
2: baby, yes. The ex-wife comes Drama. back from the
0: story. And so then she and the dog just loves that ex-wife because that ex-wife either, either rehumanize her and make her a great person or she just always mm-hmm. fed the dog treats even though he would not get them because he's a human now.
2: <laughs> oh how funny is that? she gives the dog treats and the he picks um, the husband has has to pick <laughs> him up and do something with them like and she's like hugging on him and kristen in the dog body it's like looking over at him like you really gonna let her cuddle you like that yeah uh we're getting married in a week the dog
0: is like Ugh, uh, you know get away from yeah. me and, and he's like oh how you been how's it going hug me <laughs> yes
2: um I love that. Um, uh, what can God, we do with this limited seconds. amount of time? Uh, do we have to? I know. I know. Maybe because I don't want to just explain it away like magic, but uh, but at this point we kind of have to. I think we I just I mean, we can uh, say in the pitch our-
0: like, you know, we're, we haven't figured this quite out quite yet. You know, we were thinking originally it'd be something like Christmas ornaments. Let's just decide now what are they for Valentine's Day so we can at least pitch something specific. Um,
2: yes. So jewelry's out, obviously. Chocolate's out because of dogs. Um A teddy bear, maybe, uh, or like a a stuffed dog, because that's they're switching bodies with dogs. Maybe it's a
0: a bath bomb, a Uh, a, a bath
2: bomb, and they, dude, they're taking a bath together, and the dogs jump in.
0: Oh my gosh! Oh man! They'll switch. (laughs) So, like, it's got to be something they all breathe together, or that they all like, you know, share. Like that's why the, the the magic inside of an ornament was something.
1: Time to pitch your movie.
2: That is the t- that is our time to go to focus group pitch. Uh, Seth, I, I think we're gonna need to pitch this. Um, I'm excited. It turned out a lot better than I thought it would. Um, it did. I'm really wishing. I'm really wishing we would have done Christmas, but uh, you know you got to roll with the punches. Yeah. Okay. Here we go.
1: Yay!
0: McCann!
2: Today on our show, we have the wonderful, the fantastic uh, writer-director Gunnar Willis, who uh, is an actor, he's a director, and um, he's got an upcoming movie called Wages of Sin that's going to be coming out. And then he's also acted in a movie called Body Swap, which is available on Amazon Prime that you have to search immediately. Um, it is a masterpiece, and uh, I'm pretty sure it's Academy uh, award nominated if not uh, i don't know what they're thinking are you
0: allowed to say all this um, stuff like or what if the people who made it listen to this
2: i hope they do
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the funny thing is, is there might be one person that watches this and actually goes and looks out body swap um i think once you it's one of those movies that i feel like once you even just see the the cover art you'll know the type of movie you're getting into but if not you should have learned real quick but
2: uh, well it's a very yeah. relevant it's a very relevant movie um part of why i wanted to mention it was because we've got a really interesting movie to pitch for you uh today gunner and i'll get right into it we're, we're not going to mention the assignment we just want to we want to go in um you know just with our uh, we we want to hear your thoughts on our on our pitch so cool, um, cool.
0: I'm ready. i wonder should we mention the genre a little bit just because it is in a specific market of films uh, that we're going to be uh, competing in.
2: That's probably a good idea. That's probably a good idea.
0: Well, actually. we're there. were gearing. This is meant intended to be, um, a, it's a straight to video, straight VOD holiday film. Uh, uh, I mean, many would say Hallmark movie in the same way that you would call soda Coke. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like
1: yeah. I've worked on a few of those before. I know, I know the brand. So yeah.
0: yeah, we'll give you that. We don't normally give out the genre to people, but I think it is important to to specify the market for this one because it's a market as well as a genre, right?
2: Copy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, this is untitled. We're still working on a title. I think we can come up with something fun, but our movie is about um, uh, an adorable couple named uh, Kristen and Guy, and uh, we start our movie with a uh, little. <laughs> it deal.
0: sounds like we didn't think of the name. <laughs>
2: Kristen and Guy, (laughs) (laughs) Um, and uh, our movie starts with, of course, a meet cute. Um, They're at the dog park. Kristen has her dog named Sophie, and uh, she falls for for Guy, and uh, we meet his dog named Charlie. Um, um, From our meet cute, we actually go into um, a beautiful um, up style montage, seeing their entire dating relationship. They're going on these dates. They're having these uh, funny situations. Uh, they're, they're falling for each other. Meanwhile, their dogs, we're kind of seeing it through the dog's perspectives. The dogs don't really get along with each other too much. Um, it actually kind of stresses out Kristen and Guy a little bit um, that um, they get along so well, but their dogs seem to uh, not like each other. And yeah. uh, nearing the end of our Upstyle montage, uh, Guy gets on one knee. Um, actually, I think Guy um, uses Charlie um, to bring the ring to him so that he can get on one knee. And okay. proposed to Kristen. She says yes, of course. Um, mm, and yeah. and uh, now um, that was uh, nice. I our, feel like story, it's a podcast.
0: Our, I should actually say to you when I think you when you improvised an idea in front of our person pitching. I should tell you that was really nice. <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> and uh, and uh, that of course sets our story in motion. Now that we have a ticking clock with the wedding coming up and only mm. um, a few months. Uh, they 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 have they, got to plan this wedding and and get married. So
0: and they're getting um, married on Valentine's Day. That's important to specify. Um, very important to specify. It's a corny we, idea, we, but they're, we want they're a doing Valentine's it Day.
2: We want okay. a Valentine's Day audience because that's when the the studio wants to premiere the film.
0: Yeah. So um, there's there's apparently a market of those kind of holiday films that are coming this year, and we're trying to compete within that. So uh, you know, important part of their first date. Um, is that they uh each they decided to kind of buy them as they their first date was on Valentine's Day, which is probably why they're getting married on Valentine's Day. I just decided right here telling you. And
2: That's a good pivot. We yeah, ran out of time on problem. this. Yeah, so it, great great job. Great job.
0: They their um and part of their Valentine's date, their very first one, is that they bought as a joke to kind of take the pressure off, they bought they went to like Walgreens or CVS or something and bought themselves. Bought each other some cheesy Valentine's Day. Not walking, I'm sorry. It was at this Valentine's Day like festival event. They it's a Hallmark movie, so they live in Stars Hollow essentially, right? They're always on the Warner Small Brothers back town. lot or wherever you're shooting it in like Atlanta or something. did um, Texas. And so they they eat, bought themselves these like Valentine's Day. They're not ornaments. They don't really know what they are, like what to do with them. They're like they're like these objects or items that maybe you hang them from they joke about like, do we hang them from like our rear view <laughs> mirrors? Like, do we hang them from a Valentine's Day tree? Like, what exactly are we supposed to do? Yeah. Um, Great
2: work. Great work, Seth.
0: Yeah. And so they, uh, these ornaments, uh, the idea is that like around our, our like, around, not inside, but around our break into act two, these ornaments would get knocked the, off by. The
2: ornaments are not what they seem.
0: Yeah, they're knocked off the the wherever they are by the animals. And they break. And when they break, they dispense some kind of some kind of magical spell of something that causes the humans and the dogs to wake up having swapped bodies. Basically, uh, uh, Kristen becomes her dog. So like Kristen and Sophie her dog switch.
2: And Guy and Charlie Guy
0: switch. Guy and Charlie switch. So now they are Now our main characters that we're following are like these humans that are actually their dogs, like what in their bodies. Like um and they know they we we decided that they know how to talk, like they know how to operate the machine. They just don't know any of the politics of operating the machine within the context of a larger world and within society. So all they want to do is eat kibble, you know, they they emotionally react to things the same way dogs would react to things. They despise each other the same way that they despise each other as dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, but they know how to talk, obviously, and they know how to like interact and such. So, meanwhile, um,
2: Kristen and Guy are trapped in the dogs' bodies, uh, Charlie and Sophie, and um, they immediately realize how hard it is um, to communicate as dogs. They're they're watching their humans. They can understand. What they're and saying again, and, and, we're
0: always telling a story from the hu- human perspective, like whoever is human at the time. It's from their perspective, so like we don't ever get like the homeward bound treatment of understanding what you know, w- what Kristen and Guy are are thinking or feeling. It's all from the perspective of now human Charlie and Sophie having to like try and understand what their dogs are barking at them and what their dogs want, and they're like, God, it really is hard to understand us. I had no idea that kind of a thing, um, and so now. Unfortunately, we're on this wedding week and our, our humans are their dogs. And um, the idea is that we'll spend like the first half of Act 2 really focusing on the, the comic opportunities here of them interacting yeah. with people in society. Um, and the thing is,
2: Charlie, Charlie and Sophie at first love being humans. They're like, oh, this is awesome. I can leave the house. I can go do stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the dogs are, you know, of course, at home. They're like, oh, this is awesome. We get to you know, really live life to the fullest. But then um, over time, they start to really miss being a dog and start to realize how much pressure is on their their humans um, mm-hmm. to, um, you know, work jobs and, and uh, plan this wedding and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And they really love their humans, you know, immediately when they uh, go into their human's bodies. They start to like brag on their their humans. They're like, "Oh, I love so and so. I love them so much." Like like,
0: to to a weird sycophantic degree, to where like it looks like they're bragging about themselves because they're just constantly accidentally catching themselves. Think of like uh, Kevin,
2: just like think of like Kevin and Up, like the things that he thinks about. Like at the start, that's that's kind of like how they act until they have to try to fake being a human. Um, And you, of course, have um, Kristen has a. uh, uh, best friend, um, who for some reason I am imagining um, um, being, uh, what's the guy? Uh, Billy on the street, Billy Eichner. For some reason, the best oh, friend yeah. character. Yeah. We've already done it. This once, is our but second I, time I know, we've cast it, Billy it, Eichner reason, in our
0: in our stories. It just it just feels right, though. It feels um, very right in this story. I'm a hundred percent. Uh, well, um, I'm always on board for Billy Eichner. <laughs>
2: uh, best friend character named uh, or played by Billy Eichner um, is like. There's something odd going on and he's, you know, trying to figure it out. Um, that's sort of a B C and C story. Um, but um, anyways, uh, sort of uh, around our midpoint, they start to, you know, realize, oh, this is kind of tough and they want to switch bodies as well.
0: And that's uh, actually around the point of a, I think we talked about a wedding rehearsal dinner or a wedding rehearsal as well. All families all coming into town. So stuff is like, shit's really hitting the fan. But also I believe around this time is when the, is when uh, guy's ex-wife, shows up and the thing about guy's ex-wife is that charlie the dog she loves charlie loved the ex-wife and the ex-wife loved charlie the dog yeah. so now it appears as if guy our human is like in love like restraining himself from you know being in love with this ex-wife who's now entered the picture and like wow. Uh, and here's the thing. We're not sure exactly what we're barreling toward. We are right we're barreling toward this wedding and we know we need to get it. T- our goal here is to like, themet- these are all the pieces that we're, we're, we're toying with and experimenting with. And we think that are going to play a role in this larger story that in mm-hmm. the story and Ryan jump in and stop me if I'm wrong here, but the themes of the yeah. story, well, you know how our dogs, um, uh, they emotionally like they can they kind of emotionally observe and absorb our, our our emotions and like what's going on in our lives and so they're able to perceive and like observe like they seem to get sad when we're sad and they seem to like uh mm-hmm. uh intuit what's going on and the the idea here is to parallel essentially show that like these animals that don't this couple that is worried that their animals won't get along when they're moving in together. That's actually just an externalization of their internal fears of commitment and moving in together and the fears that their relationship is not going to work out. That springs from, you know, guys, uh, guy, you know, was divorced before meeting, um, before meeting, uh, Kristen. Kristen. And so like, you see me looking down at the character names consistently. Um, Guy is easy to remember. Yeah. I know. I'm looking at Guy. Yeah. Um, so the idea is to actually reconcile we me- these internal we mirror fears those too. Yeah, these internal fears that the humans are having is to actually confront them and play them out. Like, have our human, have our dog characters in their human the human bodies confront those fears and play them out, and our human characters are in uh, our dogs the whole time, just observing this, so that when they do switch back in the in the in the end, they've learned a lesson by watching their dogs like figure this shit out for them, essentially. Um,
2: and of course, we we end with a. Uh, uh with Charlie and Sophie um learning to not only like each other but they almost have sort of a like they're audience. in love as as dogs cuddling with each other and stuff and at and we have the wedding where Kristen and Guy are in their disheveled um clothing that the dogs uh you know attempted to put on now they're switched back to their their normal bodies um they have a you know of course a beautiful um wedding ceremony with the dogs right next to them up there on the on the <laughs> the uh, altar um and we
0: Ooh, we we didn't talk about this at all but what if like maybe maybe there's like an attempted sw- like uh, switchback that like they have some plan to be able to switch them back and it's foiled by accident by the ex-wife and they accidentally maybe we talked about there being another dog in the neighborhood some stray dog that they get to know that is like uh that that doesn't ever become a human. So like them as humans are talking to this dog throughout the story and like getting information from it or like trying to get it to do tasks for them. Uh, What if by accident, the ex-wife and the stray dog swap bodies. And so then this ex-wife comes and tries to sabotage, sabotages the wedding as a dog. Like, and so you have like (laughs) this like dog fight between these two humans that are secretly dogs and this dog that is secretly a human that's
2: beautiful, uh, Seth. Great work. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> we definitely talked about that before the pitch. Definitely. Kind of. You know, we're riffing. Um, we're riffing here. So riffing. anyways, that's uh, that's sort of the gist of, of our movie. Um,
0: it's a love uh, story. It's a love story about truly. two humans that plays out through their dogs as them. And in turn, like it's about um, a love story between – it's about two people who fall in love and or their dogs don't get along and then it's a, it, it's about these dogs learning to love each other and therefore the humans learning to love each other as well. And, and therefore that, the
2: animals are the main characters.
0: Yes. And therefore we meet our criteria. So Gunner, we have two very important questions for you.
1: Okay. One,
0: um, question one.
2: Would you see this movie?
1: Absolutely I would. Absolutely I would. <laughs> I kind of, I mean, like, <laughs> it's a little embarrassing to say because it's def- like, m- movies where adults switch bodies with animals.
0: They happen pretty, all the time.
1: Yeah, and it's pretty <laughs> exclusively a kid's genre, but I love it. <laughs> like, I definitely, uh, you know, uh, I probably watched that, that you know, really bad shaggy dog movie more than i should have the tim allen one or
0: the movie. i uh, forgot the about one. That
2: movie. No, no, the, that's tim nice. one.
1: the one that's like not revered by anybody <laughs> you know i grew up on that so uh, i feel like I, I definitely would um yeah no i'd absolutely watch this movie
0: well second question would you recommend this movie to a friend You know that you've heard this question before. <laughs>
1: oh, man. Would, would I... Yeah, I think... I mean, like... I probably would watch it with friends. This feels okay. like... Yeah, I think that's that's what I... Um,
2: Does this feel like a movie you would roast with friends?
1: I would, know. I don't... I mean, like, I guess it... I mean, it could be, you know, if it was bad. But I think from what you guys pitched, uh, I think it would just be, like, a good, like group movie you know what i mean hey you know like, what like,
0: even if it's a roast like, movie it, it's a hallmark movie so like i think those are made for experience and totally. how yeah. you want to experience yeah. them yeah like,
1: 100% you know i mean like there's like my, my stepmom loves hallmark movies and she watches them like just straight you know what i mean like like there's not like she thinks those are the best movies in the world and then I definitely know people who watch Hallmark movies not thinking that, but still enjoy them just as much. Would you say that
2: the the the, the uh, demographic of um, 25 to 39 year old uh, male and females uh, enjoy this kind of movie?
0: Did we did we did we overlap both? Do you think we appeal to both? Maybe not in a marketing sense, but in a once you've seen it sense.
1: Oh, once I've, yeah. Once you've seen it, I think yeah. I mean, because because you speak to a lot of the like it's really funny that i'm starting to say this stuff because it's still a movie about switching bodies with dogs but you definitely feel a lot of like (laughs) the fears and anxieties of everyone like in that age you know what i mean so it's like yeah it's a movie about like hey these people are dogs now but really it's a movie like (laughs) hey you know like this part of your life is scary like you gotta like it's no longer (laughs) small decision time you know what i mean like this is like rest of your life stuff yeah, this um, is this scary. is the movie
2: that people are going to watch and really think about their life and, yeah, and you know.
1: make some changes. Right. I
2: like we it. are definitely pulling
0: that quote for our Instagram share with the transition. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, sure, it's a movie about people who turn into dogs, but also, <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a good lead.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, I know. I, I, I mean it, man. It's like, uh, I don't know, you, you, you make this movie and there's going to be some guy, at least one. There's going to be at least one guy. That is like on the fence about, you know, moving in with the girl he loves. And he's going to go, you know what? Those that dogs dog did, it. did it. That dog did it. <laughs> and it turned out pretty well for them. You know what I mean? Like,
2: <laughs> oh, Okay, man.
1: I, I think we
2: definitely have won this episode. God, the, uh, we need to call Gunner every time. Show. <laughs> wow. I'm blown away by that by that response. I'm feeling confident. I'm feeling.
0: <laughs> Man, if you haven't if you haven't figured it out yet, our genre we were given were was Hallmark movies. Our right. tone was lighthearted. Our target yeah. audience was men and women age 25 to 39 and yeah. our our initial studio mandate was that the cast should all be animals. Cast? No, uh, characters, not cast. Ma- the characters main, should all be animals. The main
1: characters, yes. Oh, the main characters. Okay.
0: Um and uh, well, it didn't say main but we just Which, decided so. Okay. And the wild card studio mandate we got halfway through was that it needs to be a Valentine's Day film. So we were developing if, if it you as a believe Christmas it, film. Yeah,
2: it was. We originally thought of it as a Christmas movie. And it was going to be. They they their oh. first date their first date was on uh, was yeah. around Christmas uh, they had these ornaments, and then yeah. um, there's going to be you know magic dust that came off the yeah.
1: ornaments. Well, speaking Amen. from a heart, you know, if you were, if it was a Christmas movie, uh, you had a, there's a, so much more competition you have. Cause I mean, everyone, like, there's a hundred Hallmark Christmas movies. There's only know? about 10
2: Valentine's.
1: So yeah. <laughs> and I'm gonna be honest with you, we're experts now. I was going to say I can't name one Valentine's Day Hallmark movie, but if I'm being honest, I can't name one Christmas Hallmark. I can't name one any Hallmark movie. So <laughs> that's not really useful, but well okay uh, but you can't
0: name any of them but you like this so that did help yes. that is, helps us tremendously
1: yeah. I, I will Man. say I def- of the ones that I've worked on that are Hallmark like I wish I worked on this
2: one <laughs> <laughs> I love that The Writer's Room Game Show with Seth Worley and me Ryan Polly, executive produced by Grant Wakefield at Weekend Video and Ann Fogarty at Plot Devices. Our art is by the incomparable Meg Lewis and our incredible music is by Ben Worley The Writer's Room Game Show is a weekend video production in association with Plot Devices. Learn more about Weekend Video at weekend.video. And don't forget to check out writersroomgame.show to listen to all of our episodes and keep in touch. See you on the next one.
0: This episode of the Writer's Room Game Show is sponsored by Plot Devices. It's also over. This is the end. All that's left of this is a post-roll ad from Plot Devices, creators of the Story Clock Workbook. Did you know that over 84% of podcasts end with sponsor ads like this? I had no idea, mostly because I just made that number up. If you like to make stuff up, the Story Clock Workbook is for you. It's built for taking your cool story ideas and whittling them down into actual stories the kind of stories you can tell over a campfire to your adolescent friends as a submission for their approval after throwing a mysterious and seemingly flammable powder into the fire with no sign of adult supervision anywhere. Or, you know, other kinds of stories. The point is, go to plotdevices.co and purchase 27 story clock workbooks, and don't be friends with anyone who requires that you scare them in order to win their approval.